Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of the book of Acts. Acts was written by Luke as a historical continuation of the Gospel of Luke. This week's lesson is found in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, which not only is an eyewitness account of Jesus' ascension into heaven, but also his promised indwelling of the Holy Spirit to believers. This promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit would enable his disciples to be witnesses of Jesus, even to the remotest part of the earth. Please follow along as Pastor Harris delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, You Shall Be My Witnesses. But since the Old Testament does not make clear that there are two separate comings of the Messiah, they suppose that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. So this entire group could not yet understand that Jesus was going to Jerusalem exactly according to the plan that He and the Father had, but it was not for His coronation. He was going to Jerusalem to die as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, He told them several times He was going to go there and be betrayed and arrested and beaten and and, and that He would be killed, but that hadn't sunk in. Their expectation of the immediate arrival of the kingdom of God continued. Now, when they got to Jerusalem, it was a big deal. We've studied it before in Matthew and Mark and John, and someday maybe we will in, in Luke. It was, a, it was quite a scene. There's reasons why we, why we call it the triumphal entry. But the kingdom didn't come that day. So they were forced to wait. They went to bed that night, maybe a little mixed feelings. Glad to hear he was welcomed that way, but no kingdom. Well, guess it'll be tomorrow. Didn't happen the next day. Didn't happen the next day. You get to Tuesday of the week before Jesus went to the cross on Friday. They'd gone through Monday and Tuesday, and Jesus had done a bunch of things in the temple. He had, he had chased out the, the money changers. He'd answered a bunch of questions. He'd dealt with a bunch of, of, of challenges. He'd, he'd preached the gospel. He'd said so many interesting things. And by Tuesday evening, still no kingdom. They're leaving Jerusalem. They get as far as the Mount of Olives. It's a spectacular view of Jerusalem there. And Jesus said, look at that. Not one stone will be left on another. And so, Matthew 24, 3, as He was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately. They'd been doing everything publicly, um, but they got Him alone, came to Him privately saying, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Well, they knew the end of the age would be the coming of the kingdom. That was how they had understood it all that time. And Jesus went on to begin to answer their questions. He explained a lot about the time 
and the events that will happen immediately before He returns in glory to, sets up the, to set up the kingdom. If you've been with us on Wednesday nights, this is the, he, he talked about the 70th week of Daniel, a seven-year period leading up to His second coming. And then in the midst of that teaching, which goes on through um, Matthew chapter 24, you get to chapter 24, verse, 20, verse 36 of Matthew, and it says, Jesus says, but of that day and hour... No one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Now, surely it had to be starting to sink in. They still weren't crazy about that he's going to die stuff. That they didn't figure out until it happened. But it seems that they probably thought something like, oh, I get it. We've been so impatient. We've already waited days. A few more days will be okay. They knew Friday is the Passover, and then seven days beyond that is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Maybe, maybe some, somewhere in that time frame. But then Jesus died. They were crushed. They, they scattered. They hid. They prayed. John is the only one we know of that stayed with Him all the way to the cross. That was a horrible weekend for them. And then Jesus rose from the dead, and their elation was as unstoppable as their grief had been inconsolable. But Jesus didn't launch the kingdom. Instead, He said, guys, meet me in Galilee. Oh boy, another hike. Okay, we'll wait. Met them in Galilee. And then he said, I'll meet you again in Jerusalem. Oh, boy. And then in Jerusalem, he said, now you have to wait for what the Father promised, which has to do with the coming of the Holy Spirit. Well, 40 long days had gone by. They were still waiting. And when they got together, whether a meal was involved or not, you can imagine how the question burned in their thinking, Lord, is it at this time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? And they were just so ready. Well, I don't think they were turning cartwheels over the answer that Jesus gave. Acts chapter 1, verse 7, He said to them, it is not for you to know. Oh, It is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by His own authority. Now understand, Jesus did not tell them they were wrong to be wanting the kingdom, uh, that that there was going to be a literal earthly kingdom. He He didn't try to disabuse them of that. The Old Testament predicted it. He had been specific about it in the Olivet Discourse. But they still needed to understand that kingdom was not beginning that day or any day soon. Now, there's an interesting confluence of two words in that verse, times and epochs. And together, they paint quite a a thorough picture. The word times is the Greek word from which we get our word, it's the Greek word chronos, from which we get our words like chronology, chronometry, chronometer, etc. Uh, it, it describes the sequence of time as 
denoted by calendars and clocks and stopwatches and sunrises and sunsets. It refers to specific times such as uh, Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.45 a.m. That's the chronology or the chronometry of our worship schedule. The word epochs is the Greek word kairos, which describes uh, time in a different way. That's how you would say this is the, the right time to invest. Or if you were a fancy author, you might say it was the best of times and the worst of times. Or these are the times that try men's souls. This is times as in opportune times or um, uh, blocks of time like, well, say, a thousand-year kingdom. So you can't know the day it begins and you can't know when that thousand years is going to happen. Now, though we do know a lot about the features of the kingdom of God when it will be instituted on earth, we, have, we know things like many aspects of the curse on the earth will be lifted, uh, long lifespans will be restored. Uh, we say things like the lion will lie down with the lamb without one of them being the other's lunch. Uh, the child will play by the adder's den and not be, and not be hurt. It's going to be a, a, a glorious, glorious time. We know a lot about that, but we can't know the exact time of Jesus' return. And that's what will kick off that epoch. So that time will kick off that epoch. Now, that was not the answer those guys wanted to hear. But it was the answer they needed to understand. And even though they didn't yet grasp it, the truth is there was going to be an extended time between then and the arrival of the kingdom. So Jesus told them what was going to happen. We have it as Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But, now the but is in contrast. You can't know the times or the ethics which have been fixed by the Father. But you will... So one thing you can't know, this will happen. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, the area around Jerusalem, and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Oh, how they wanted to hear Jesus say, guys, it's next Tuesday or later tonight. They wanted to know. They wanted to, to hear that the kingdom was coming right away. But Jesus predicted something very different. In fact, He mandated it. Now, technically, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is not at a command. It's a statement, a prediction of two very important things that will happen. Number one, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, the, the, the 11 apostles there had had a taste of that. Twice Jesus had sent them out preaching. They had uh, performed miracles in His name. They, they, had a, they had a sense of what that Holy Spirit power was, and now it was going to be coming on everyone and remaining with them. We're going to see how that unfolds when we get to uh, chapter 2. But He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, it doesn't seem like in their memory banks they were replaying the words, I have to go away so the Holy Spirit can come. But he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And number two, he says, 
You shall be my witnesses. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.